to you and that we would be freed and healed from these afflictions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, remain standing as we're going to read from the Word of God, from the book of Samuel, chapter 3, verses 1 through 21, but I'm going to skip around a little bit here. So 1 Samuel chapter 3, if you don't have a Bible, there are some on the back table that you're very welcome to. You can take one just to borrow for the service to look at, take one for a friend, or take one home if you need one. So 1 Samuel chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Verse 19, The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And Samuel's word came to all Israel. Lord, would you bless the reading of your word? Give us open hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, everybody. You guys are true heroes this morning, uh, getting up early with the time change and still making it uh, to the 9 a.m., so that's awesome. Thank you for doing so, and uh, helps us to have uh, enough room in the 11 a.m. service as well. Well, can't wait for next week. We're going to have pancakes, we're going to have AGM, and uh, we're going to reveal kind of uh, Easter week at Oceanside and what that's going to look like and, and how you can prepare uh, for that. But this week, our focus here this morning is uh, on wrapping up these first three chapters of 1 Samuel and the story of uh, really Hannah and Samuel. And so in the introduction to this series, uh, we talked about the important principle that the Bible is not just about mastering information, it's an invitation into a life with God. And this text, I think, is a great example 
uh, where, you know, I could certainly teach uh, about the, the lamp of God here and how that operated in the temple and when it was lit and when it usually went out and what it represents. And we could talk about the tabernacle and its design and where Samuel was sleeping and where Eli was and uh, where that is in correspondence to the ark of God. And all those are really important things and things uh, we should at least know uh, at some point as we study the Bible. And they play an important role in understanding both the Old Testament and the New Testament. But I don't want to miss what I think is the, the central lesson within this text, which is the call to listen to the voice of God and the call into the heart of a prophet of God. And so my title this morning is, Hey, Are You Listening? The Prophetic Call. And one of my favorite bands put out a song a few years ago called, Hey, Are You Listening? And so I thought of that uh, when I read this text and so just borrowed it for my title this morning. But I really have just one simple point and application this morning, and that is the prophetic call to listen. And I call this a, a prophetic call, which I'll explain in a second, but let's just kind of review uh, what's going on here in chapter 3. In verse 1, we learn that the word of the Lord was rare, that there was little revelation, that there were few visions in Israel. And that's not surprising given what we learned last week about Eli and his sons. There was no revelation because no one was really listening or asking for it, right? There was no one was desiring God. But finally, the Lord finds someone who might listen, a 12-year-old boy, even if it takes a, a few tries, and they were not familiar with the voice of God. It even took the much older Eli uh, three times to figure out that it's actually the Lord who is calling. And the Lord calls Samuel three times in verses 4 and 6 and 8. And finally, the fourth time, Samuel responds, speak, for your servant is listening. And at that declaration, at the posture of listening, the prophetic floodgates of God's heart begin to open up. And Samuel then receives a, a prophetic word or prophetic insight into uh, in verses 11 through 18, and it's a, a word that matched what God had already spoken in chapter 2, verses 27 through 36. He kind of just repeats it in a way, which is always a good way to test a word of the Lord, right? Does it align with or confirm something that's already been said, that God was already doing or moving us toward. And so Samuel's prophecy in chapter 3, verses 11 through 18, aligns with what God had already spoken in 27 to 36 of chapter 2. It wasn't new or strange information. Rather, it was a confirmation of God's heart. And by the last few verses of this chapter, Samuel is attested to then as a prophet of the Lord whose words are reliable, verses 19 and 20. And we learn in verse 21 and then the first verse of chapter 4 that the Lord continued to appear to and reveal himself to Samuel through his word, and he gave him a platform in all of Israel. So in the span of this one chapter, the word of the Lord went from rare, verse 1, to abounding, 
to revelation abounding. All because Samuel listens in the span of a short time. So, friends, Oceanside Community Church, if we take the time to simplify our lives, cut out the noise and the clutter, put away our phones for a little, our idols and our constant entertainment, if we traded in our time wasted on social media and videos, all the garbage that's out there, and instead learn to listen to God, spent time asking God what's on his heart, saying, God, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What's on your heart, Jesus? What would you ask of me in this day and time? Then perhaps in the span of a short time, the word of the Lord can go from rare to abounding, like it does here. But in order for that to happen, we have to learn to listen, to understand the prophetic call to listen and what God desires for those who listen. And so my application from this story is this, about the prophethood of all believers and the call to listen. So the Reformation-inspired doctrine of the priesthood of all believers is fairly well known. And last week, Paul uh, accurately touched on its importance in reading the Old Testament and mentioned the key verse of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that we are all priests before God. And the priesthood of all believers is, you know, an exciting doctrine. It's life-changing, the idea that every believer through Christ can have direct and unmediated access to, to God without the need for a human mediator because of Christ's work. That's amazing news. We no longer need someone, a priest, to mediate between us and God. We can go directly to Christ through the spirits. But often overlooked in the New Testament is the equally important doctrine of the prophethood of all believers. But it's gained traction, especially in Pentecostal circles, partly due to uh, a book by one of our own in Abbotsford, uh, the late and great Summit Pacific College professor uh, Roger Stronstad, and his book, The Prophethood of All Believers. Whereas the priesthood of all believers is about our stance before God and our relationship with Christ and our calling to be a, a holy priesthood, according to 1 Peter 2, the prophethood of all believers is about our ability to know and feel and act out the heart of God and to speak His Word through the charismatic gifts and empowerment of the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2, 17 and 18, which tells us that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young, old, both men and women will prophesy. So I've made this kind of little chart to uh, dis distinguish it. 
Uh, I made it myself, so if it doesn't make sense, that's why. Uh, but the priesthood of all believers and the prophethood of all believers, but this was even helpful for, for me to kind of uh, sort it out here, right, the differences between it and what they emphasize, but they're both important New Testament teachings. And just as with the priesthood of all believers, everyone is now called to be a holy priest before God, and according to 1 Peter 2, it's no longer reserved for the select few. So in the prophethood of all believers, everyone is now called to be a listening prophet before God, to hear God's voice. And according to Acts 2, it's no longer something that is reserved for only the select few, as it was in the Old Testament, as now God pours out His Spirit on all flesh. It's his desire now for everyone to hear his voice. And we see this with Samuel here, this kind of transition. That in chapter 2, he's performing the priestly duties before God. He's standing before God's presence. And yet we're told that he didn't really know the Lord. But after listening... And having this encounter with the living God, from chapter 3 onward, Samuel transitions from a more priestly role that he was being trained for as a boy into a more prophetic role of a person who hears God and discerns his voice. And I propose that we need to make the same transition. Are you saved and made right, justified? before God through Jesus' mighty and precious work on the cross and His shed blood and His broken body. Hallelujah. You are a priest with access to God's presence. But what's next? What now? It's the call to prophethood. And what is a prophet? This is not a formal uh, academic definition here. It's just my own. But a prophet is just someone who knows, feels, and speaks the heart of God, as Samuel did here, according to his word. It's really as simple as that. Nothing fancy or crazy about it. Someone who knows, feels, and speaks the heart of God, according to his word. And we are all called to this ministry. It's what we often refer to as having the heart of God or experiencing union with Christ, meaning we long to love what God loves, to feel what God feels, to know what God knows, to see what God sees, to hurt when God hurts, to weep when God weeps. But here's the rub. It doesn't just happen automatically. We have to do the work of listening, to attune our hearts to the heart of God, to learn to hear His voice through His Spirit, the way Samuel had to learn to recognize the voice of God. The reason the prophethood of all believers is, is likely less well-known or less popular is because the priesthood is an amazing gospel truth, but it doesn't necessarily require a ton of action on our parts. It's all about what Jesus did in our standing before God. It's a bit more of a passive doctrine, although it is a call to holiness, 
as Paul taught us last week. But the prophethood requires active listening, praying, seeking, longing for God's heart, forsaking all other things for the sake of the treasure of knowing God and God's heart. In the book of Acts, before the Spirit is poured out and the prophethood of believers is inaugurated, the text says that they were together constantly in prayer, chapter 1, verse 14. For what the text implies was 10 days of seeking and praying. So church, here's what I'm trying to say. The call of Samuel as a prophet of God it's not a story just to wow us, to entertain us, or to be in awe of God's prophets. Rather, in the aftermath of Christ's work on the cross and the pouring out of the promised Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, it is a call to listen for God, to hear the voice of God, and perhaps most important, to respond to and heed that voice as Samuel does, and then prophetically speak God's heart and God's truth to those around us. But it all starts with making space in our lives to listen. All the great women and men of faith in the Bible and throughout history, they learned to listen. They spent and they made time to listen. Of course, look no further than to Jesus, who went out into the wilderness for 40 days to listen, to pray before he began his prophetic ministry, which is part of what we remember in this 40-day season of Lent that we're in. It, it's inspired by Jesus 40 days in the wilderness of preparation for what would be a prophetic ministry. So what makes a prophet of God? What makes someone who knows, feels, and loves God's heart? Well, it's just kind of as simple as someone who can wait in silence and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. What would happen if we just started to listen to God's heart? Or what would happen if life group members started feeling the ache of God's heart for everyone in their group to begin to see them as God sees them? What would happen if our musicians began to weep as they play their instruments because they're so filled with love and compassion of God for those they're leading in worship? Or as we sing as a congregation, we begin to weep for those around us who maybe we see weeping. What would happen if we attuned to the heart of God and are able to pray prophetic prayers over one another that are filled with the expression of God's heart? And these things are already happening. I'm actually not, I'm not implying that they're not. But here's what I'm saying. What if we went even deeper into the heart of God? What if we took the risk and it is scary, and to love is to risk, but we took the risk to really feel what he feels, to feel his love and aching heart for those around us, the way the prophets constantly wept over the nation of Israel. 
as a song I was listening to this week said, it ain't easy learning to love like you. But through God's spirit, we can start to learn, as our vision statement says, to love as God loves. So today, it's, it's perfect timing, because it's our second Sunday soak. And so we're going to take some time to listen, to press into our calling to prophethood, to the call of God. And so the, the band's going to come and help us to do that. But here's some questions you can ask and maybe jot down while you're listening or later in the week. But just say, God, what's your heart for me in this season? Just ask, God, what's your heart for me right now? What would please you right now in this season of my life? God, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What is your heart, Lord, for those around me? Give me, give me your heart for those around. I want to see as you see. I don't want to see through my natural eyes. I want to see as you see, God. And then some prayers to pray while listening, and maybe we'll put that, that other one back up. But these are just some prayers that I, that I often pray, one-liners that I'll just repeat over and over and over again, just when I'm listening, because sometimes it just helps to keep saying one or two things over and over to keep our focus. God, break my heart for what breaks yours. That comes from the Hosanna song. I just, this is one of the, my favorite lines of all time, right? Break my heart for what breaks yours. God, show me your heart. Just kind of say that over and over again. God, show me your heart. Show me your heart. Give me your heart, Lord. Teach me how to love like you love. And we just stick with that line and we begin to enter into God's hearts. Or just take it right from today's text. Just continue to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Landon and the band, they're going to lead us in a response song. So what we're going to do first here is we're just going to listen. Um, you can remain seated. Just going to use this to maybe start to enter into a time of listening, to be in God's presence. After this song, we'll, we'll do kind of a, a official dismissal, but we're going to leave it open for more time to really engage God's heart for, for soaking. We've purposely left time. It's pretty early um, so that we can do this together. Because uh, we don't want to just hear the words. We want to practice and do what the word's asking us to do, which is to listen to God's hearts and to ponder these questions. But first, allow this song to minister to you, to open up your hearts, and then I'll come and uh, give us some more direction after that. Okay. 